0: It doesn't really matter what your trauma is. What matters is how it dysregulates the nervous system. And if we put it in a pocket somewhere in our body and just like keep it there forever, or if we know how to transcend and release it. And more often than not, we don't have parents that model us regulating our nervous system from a young age. And so what the brain and the body does is a self-preservation is it remembers all of these things because they feel like a threat and so when we go through these things you know we put it just like we tuck it away in various parts of our body and when we experience anything that even remotely feels like the first time we felt that negative emotion it gets activated it gets triggered Welcome to the Head to Heal Podcast, where you'll go head over heels learning about how the body and the brain work together to either feed disease or fight it. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist and founder of the Mindful Clinic. With a background in nutrition, behavioral neuropsychology, and hypnosis, I'm going to walk you through the root cause of your symptoms and disordered behaviors. The body has an innate ability to heal. No one is destined for illness, and most, if not all, disorders can be reversed. Come with me as we develop a new understanding of how you can use your head to heal and truly thrive. Hey guys, it's Jordana and I'm so excited to be coming to you with another huge podcast. Today we're going to be talking about my three-step proprietary system to reprogram your brain. I actually launched this system at the 11 event. This was part of the whole like b process. I have been working on this reprogramming system for so long and in 100% of the times that I've used it, it has actually worked. And so because I think that this type of work can get really trendy, right? You know, people are always like, oh, yeah, do the hypnosis. And then you just like make a million dollars where you can just listen to one hypnosis and stop smoking. And it's just, it's just not like that. It's not just you do this one thing or you use this one reprogramming tool and then everything changes. And, you know, I have done sessions with people before I re- fully niche down where they've stopped smoking in one session. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I am saying that for the majority of people, when we have these behaviors that are so deeply rooted in the nervous system, more often than not, there are parts of the brain that actually perceive this behavior as being safe, especially when it comes to things like addictive tendencies. And I don't just mean substance use or even food addiction. But worry is very addictive, right? And if you don't believe me, try going a day without it. Like it's not possible (laughs) because the brain is constantly trying to figure out how it's going to survive. That's what it's designed to do. The brain is wired for safety, not success. And so your brain is constantly searching for danger all day. And so these very addictive tendencies that we have, whether it's addictive thought patterns, patterns of low self-worth, or even just being hypercritical of yourself, Or then we have, of course, very self-sabotaging behaviors. The things that we want to change, if you've tried and you can't change it, it's very deep rooted. There's a part of the brain that actually perceives what you're doing as keeping it safe. And as long as that stays, as long as that exists, the likelihood of you being able to change that pattern is very low. And so when people are like, oh, you know, I'll just get a hypnosis off YouTube and then I'll stop binge eating. I'm like, okay, (laughs) sometimes it works. But more often than not, I'm going to see you back in a couple of months and we're going to have to actually do the work. And so I put together a three-step system. I've been using the system for half a decade. So this isn't new shit that I'm just like bringing up. This is just me actually looking at, okay, from the people that have done this work, what has worked, what hasn't, how can we kind of condense this into an actual system that we can use over and over and over again, and not just with binge eating or emotional eating, but with all everything. And it really comes down to these three things, these three R's. It's so funny. All my three set systems are three R's. So anyways, we'll look into that later. (laughs) We'll add that to the chart for Jordana. But the first part of the system is revisit. The second part of the system is rewire. And the third part of the system is regulate or resilience. And I'm going to break them down for you so that you guys can have a good understanding of what each part of the system does, because... If we integrate all three of these things together, it's very easy to change the brain. There's nothing worse than somebody saying to you, oh, this is going to be really hard work and it's going to be, you're going to have to like, you know, really dig deep and do all this really hard, arduous crying or meditation or whatever, you know, like nobody fucking wants that. And the reality is it can be easy, right? And it doesn't need to be this really hard, long, arduous process at all, as long as you know what you're doing, as long as you have a system. And it's taken me so long to figure out what that system actually is. And now that I have it and I, you know, it's kind of just plug and play with clients now and it's awesome. And so this can really help you to like quantum leap to get to where you want to go significantly faster in the same way where if you, you know, have a leaky toilet, you're not just going to go and try and fix it yourself or a leaky roof. Like you're going to call a professional, you're going to call a plumber, you're going to call somebody who fixes the roof. Like, don't try and recreate the wheel or whatever that word is, whatever that saying is. You know, if you have a system, if you know how to do it, if you've spent years in education, whether it's myself or another professional that you trust, like they have a system that they're just going to plug you into. And of course, you're going to, everybody's going to run, run into roadblocks. And that's where the coaching comes into play. And so I'm going to actually break down the system so you all can fully understand. Before I really start, though, I want to emphasize that your brain's number one job is to remain consistent to its identity, and it's wired for safety, not success. And so every single fucking thing that you do serves a purpose. Every single thing you do serves a purpose. Okay, there's not a single behavior that a human engages in that does not serve a purpose. And this is really behavioral psychology when we talk about it. So, in behavioral psychology, we call it the function of your behavior. I've done many episodes on this, so you can go back and listen to it. But when we can understand that function, when we can understand why the brain is doing that, it becomes easier for us to unlock how to change that thing because we know that all emotions are stored within the body. And so as much as we manipulate and reprogram the brain, we also need to kind of establish this body-brain connection and release it from the body while still engaging in reprogramming and bringing to the surface what's behind the behavior. Because somebody who has a cocaine addiction or somebody has a spending addiction or somebody ha- who has an addiction to worry or somebody who has an addiction to criticizing themselves, the brain is not creating that behavior because there's a lack of shopping, because there's a lack of self-criticism, because there's a lack of cocaine, right? It's not like, oh, yes, you're deficient in self-criticism, so now we're going to go seek that behavior. So we can't always look at this as some cause or effect. It's like there's actually something deeper that's going on that's behind the behavior of constant worry that's behind the behavior of self-sabotage that's behind the behavior of one step forward two steps back and my job is to understand what the fuck is behind it and so we can actually use this three-step system in order to bring all that stuff up to the surface so we can transcend and dissolve it and so that we can actually create a new program and you can achieve the things that you desire because you deserve it everybody has the opportunity to have whatever they want nothing is different between you and somebody else who has what you want at all you can talk about being born into money you can talk about you know somebody having a better like better luck than you but at the end of the day we're all just fucking human we all have the same parts and if somebody else can do it you can too the only thing that's different is the wiring of the nervous system because your nervous system creates your entire experience okay are we ready The first part of the system is revisit. In the revisit process, this is where we are revisiting things like trauma, right? So I told you all emotions are stored in the body. Between the ages of zero to seven, our subconscious mind is being built out. And our subconscious mind is where we live 98% of our day. So 98% of our day is lived in this subconscious programming. The conscious part of our mind is only 2%. With that 2% in the conscious mind, that's where all of our goals and our dreams live. And so if you have a goal of, I want a million dollars, or I want to be famous, or I want to stop binge eating, or I want to be healthy or whatever it is, but your subconscious program is on a completely different program, like there's a big issue there because you can say all you want, I want to be rich. I want to go to the gym. I want to be healthy, but your body's on a completely different program. And so you will continue to press the snooze button. You will continue to overeat you will continue to spend all of your money and somehow end up exactly where you were the month before, paycheck to paycheck, right? And so that's when we have to understand the subconscious mind and kind of create a connection between your goals and your dreams and the subconscious programming. So when we experience any type of trauma, whether it's big T trauma, small T trauma, trauma is really anything that dysregulates our nervous system. So for me, a big trauma was when that kid, when I was eight years old, called me fat. But it's also when I would come home and my dad would look at my schoolwork and say, where's the other 2%? And it's also when I would ask, start telling my mom a story and she would, you know, disregard me and not follow my story or tell me to go to my room or tell me to go play, right? And so, but, I've, you know, there's also been sexual trauma. <laughs> there's been other bigger T traumas, but... It doesn't really matter what your trauma is. What matters is how it dysregulates the nervous system. And if we put it in a pocket somewhere in our body and just like keep it there forever, or if we know how to transcend and release it. And more often than not, we don't have parents that model us regulating our nervous system from a young age. And so what the brain and the body does is a self-preservation is it remembers all of these things because they feel like a threat. And so when we go through these things, you know, we put it just like we tuck it away in various parts of our body. And when we experience anything that even remotely feels like the first time we felt that negative emotion, it gets activated. It gets triggered. One of the coolest parts of the unconscious mind, and I say cool with a very strong, like disregard because it's actually a very like self-fulfilling issue, but the unconscious mind, one of its jobs is to repress these unpleasant emotions, but then to keep creating opportunities for you to like dissolve them or heal them and at the same time create protections that prevent you from actually getting to the source. It's, it's a very like roundabout thing, but what ends up happening is like the unconscious mind is going to pocket these things away and then it's going to keep bringing circumstances. It's going to keep you are going to keep manifesting circumstances to ignite that same trigger. So you have an opportunity to heal it. But because the brain never likes to be in dysregulation and no one's ever taught us how to get it out of our body, we just like push it back down. And then we keep living on this fucking hamster wheel. And so if what you experienced as a child was rejection, so I experienced a lot of rejection as a child and I was terrified of rejection for so long then my brain is gonna continue to send me opportunities to feel rejection so I can ignite that wound so I have a potential to heal it. But if I don't know how to heal it, then I keep tucking it back down and then I keep manifesting more opportunities to experience rejection. Make sense? Okay, so in the revisit process, in this first pillar, this is where we heal the past trauma, okay? So this is where we actually go to those places in our past those emotions, those experiences that created that pocket of emotion in the first place. And so this looks like things like inner child work. This looks like regression therapy. In the revisit process, this is usually where people seek out a therapist and a really good therapist is going to do the inner child work because we do not experience anything as an adult that didn't start in childhood. Our entire life is just a projection of the things we encoded as a child. And so if we don't, to learn to transcend or heal from those things. We just keep, like I said, replaying it, looking for opportunities because the brain isn't going to make you a liar. And so if you believe that you deserve to be rejected, then you are going to continue to be rejected. You know what I mean? So most people are seeking out a therapist at this point. And I will say, I mean, I love therapy. I've done therapy for many, many years and I have a lot of therapists in my program, but therapy just isn't enough when it comes to these types of wounds. Most people usually stop at the revisit part so what will happen is you'll go and see a therapist and you'll do all the inner child work and it'll feel really good and you'll cry and you will release all this stuff and then that's it and you feel a lot better it's not like oh you know you just go back to normal but you won't fully be able to transcend or reprogram or experience a completely different reality until we get to the other two steps Right. And so I have a lot of people who go through therapy. I have people who've done therapy for 40 years and they do one session with me and they're like, oh my God, in 40 years of therapy, I've never had an experience like that. And I'm like, this isn't to toot my own horn. This is just because I'm using a completely different technique. And therapy is important. We do have to revisit, but most people stop there. Most people revisit and regulate in that place. So they revisit the situation and they do the healing there where it's like, I can no longer... I no longer feel resentful for my mom for doing X, Y, Z, but then they don't actually change the brain or the body after that. So in the revisit process, we're doing the inner child work. We're using regression therapy. We can visit the limiting beliefs. We can look at the core wounds. We can look at the soul wounds. So the core wounds are I'm not enough, I'm not lovable, and I'm not worthy. And the soul wounds are abandonment, rejection, betrayal, injustice, and humiliation. When we have these wounds, We continue to like look through life through the lens of these different wounds and we'll look for those experiences. So if you have the humiliation wound, you'll continue to humiliate yourself before anyone else can. So you have this you're constantly making fun of yourself or constantly looking at yourself through somebody else's perspective and pointing criticizing yourself. But all that does is because the brain's number one job is to remain consistent to its identity. So all you're doing is creating an identity about yourself. When you're making fun of yourself, you're saying you are that thing. And then the brain's job is to remain consistent to that identity. So it's gonna build out pathways and programs and behaviors to manifest that specific identity, right? So we wanna revisit those core wounds. We wanna revisit the past. We wanna understand what is happening, understand the trigger. And then we go to step two. Once we revisit the past, once we bring up the trauma to the surface, then we can rewire. Okay. So from there, that's when we're using specific reprogramming tools. This is when psychedelics, hypnosis, specific types of meditation. So transcendental meditation is a really good one. NLP, RRT, uh, sorry, NLP is uh, neuro-linguistic programming and uh, RRT is rapid resolution therapy. Also experience so we can read about something but nothing changes until we actually have an experience which is one of the reasons why mindful clinic has really shifted into live events like we had the live 11 11 event I had people who were messaging me for months before on the fence of buying a ticket because they've never invested in themselves like that and we're going through really 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 hard times and in this one experience coming to this one event it changed their life for like forever. And and I keep getting messages from people saying, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how much lighter I feel. I can't tell you how much more aligned, all these crazy things are happening. I just manifested all this money or, you know, like this person from my past just came back into my life. And it's so beautiful to see this process happen. And it's not surprising to me because you've taken yourself out of a situation that feels safe and you put yourself somewhere else and you've had an experience. And through that experience, the brain changes, right? You up-level. And when you increase your frequency, increase your value, you begin to manifest at that new place, right? So this is why the retreat is in person. I mean, obviously, we're not doing psychedelics online. So when we have these experiences in real life, we are able to create new programs. And so in this rewiring portion, first of all, rewiring doesn't work unless you've done the inner work, So unless you've brought stuff up to the surface, rewiring is not going to be effective. And so we only rewire after we've done the inner child work, we've regulated that point, we know what the triggers and traumas are, we know what the wounds are, and then we can reprogram them. Hi, babes. I am so excited to talk to you about my signature program, The Mindful Method. This is the exact same method that I have been using with hundreds of successful clients to help you heal your relationship to food, to increase confidence and to lose weight without dieting or killing yourself at the gym. If you're sick of not feeling like your best self, if you're sick of promising yourself that you'll start again on Monday, if you're sick of going on restrictive diets only to gain back the weight, I can tell you right now that if you gained it back, it did not work. You know what's healthy and what's not. You do. You just continue to choose the unhealthy option anyways. And the meal plan will not solve this issue. There is no amount of restriction or discipline or willpower that is going to stop you from self-sabotaging. The body follows the mind. Imagine a life where you don't have to think about what you can or can't eat. Imagine a life where you feel confident in all of your clothes, where every day and every way your body rebalances and you lose all of the weight so you find the truest, healthiest version of yourself. Imagine never having to start again on Monday. This is what happens when you focus on transforming the brain so weight loss is effortless. The body follows the mind and it's time you actually get to the root cause of your issue. If you are ready to transform and find the truest, healthiest version of you without letting go of your favorite foods, I invite you to fill out the application in my bio. And if you're a good fit, we'll be in touch soon. Back to regular programming. Hypnosis. Obviously I'm not going to go into too much detail or we will be here for hours, but hypnosis I use in my program a lot. Transcendental meditation is something new that I've gotten into that I'm loving. NLP, of course, like you're certified as a hypnotherapist. And this is something I'll use when I'm speaking to people to understand the root of what's going on. RRT is something I'm not certified in, but I've had a few sessions with an RRT therapist, and I liked it. Like I I feel it was a little bit strange for me, but I feel like it served its purpose. And then I've also changed through experience. So a lot of the work that Jamie and I do and a lot of the work that Taggy and I do require me to actually have a specific experience. It's not just about talking about these things in my childhood and you know the wounds that my mom and my dad gave me. It's like, okay, now go into the world and do this, do that, do this. And that's what changes the brain. So the reprogramming tool specifically that I want to just touch a little bit on is that psychedelic component. So Obviously, I mean, I'm gonna do a whole podcast on psychedelics because I'm gonna share with you guys my work from my thesis and because the retreat is coming up. And I just, I'm so excited to share all of this information with you guys. But psychedelics really offer this very unique opportunity for us to access parts of the brain that we do not have access to on the daily basis. And so a lot of my clients have had specific traumas that they can't even access. A lot of you guys are walking around, you have no idea why you're doing specific things. And it's because you've had a trauma that you've completely repressed. And so when we're using psychedelics to tap into different parts of the mind, it gives us an opportunity to really work through repressed trauma in a way that doesn't feel so fucking heavy because psychedelics change the brain. They are one of the only substances that offers an opportunity to create new neuronal networks, which honestly, after the age of 25, really doesn't happen unless you intentionally fucking go in and do it. Right. Like three ways to change the brain, repetition, hypnosis and trauma. We don't want to utilize trauma. Hypnosis is awesome and repetition. So unless you're going in every day and repeating something, you know, you sit at the piano and repeat the same song over and over again, you're not going to teach the brain something new after the age of 25 except for psychedelics. Psychedelics are specifically used therapeutic, therapeutically for treatment resistant disorders. So most mental health disorders are treatment resistant. I mean, A lot of people with depression who are taking SSRIs are still fucking depressed. People with anxiety taking anti-anxiolytics, they're still dealing with anxiety, right? People that have binge eating disorder, like taking Vivans, they're still addicted to food, you know, and and addiction in general, there is not a single thing that is more effective than using psychedelics because psychedelics is going to give you this out-of-body experience and allow you to see yourself from a new perspective. Most of the programs that we have, remember the brain's number one job is to remain consistent to its identity, right? Your brain's not going to make you a liar. And so if you're looking at yourself and you're like, oh, I'm so lazy. I'm such a piece of shit. Or like, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? It's like, you don't have a very good self-concept. You're not actually seeing yourself. You're seeing the shell of who you are in this moment, but you're not really connected to the soul. And one of the things that is very Immeasurable with psychedelics, which makes it very difficult to study in a peer reviewed way, is the profound opportunity for deeper spiritual healing. And that's really why we utilize this because at the end of the day, all human beings really want and all we really need is a sense of belonging and connection. That's it. That is more important than any of our basic needs is this sense of belonging. And when we don't have a sense of belonging when we're born, into a family that is already critical, that already has high standards, into a family that has their own wounds and then they just project onto you, right? We, we lose touch with ourselves, We abandon who we are because we want to be accepted by others. And once we do that at a young age, and it does happen at a young age for pretty much everybody, like 99% of people, we spend the rest of our lives living in the state of being disconnected. We're disconnected from our bodies. We're disconnected from who we are. And we're not making as much money as we can. We have a hard time receiving in general, not just money, but receiving compliments, receiving like help from people. And this has a profound impact on the life that we experience. And so at the psychedelic retreat, it's a five-day all-inclusive retreat. Like we are going to be using plant medicine, psychedelics in particular, but mixed with a couple of other things to allow us to tap in to some of the shit that we can't see on a daily basis and very safely using somatic therapy, allow us to release it so that we can create a new reality for ourselves. So. So far, we've gone through revisit, we're revisiting the old shit, bringing it up to the surface, we're rewiring, using rewiring tools, hypnotherapy, if you're not into psychedelics or you're taking an SSRI or you're pregnant and you can't use psychedelics, you don't have to, right? There are other ways to reprogram. You can use hypnosis, you can use meditation, you can use NLP, RRT, you can use an experience, there's many, many things you can do. Then we get to the last stage, and the last stage is arguably the most important and the stage that everybody forgets about. And this is how we end up one step forward, two steps back. This is how I personally ended up investing multiple six figures in coaches and mentors and healers, ending up, like, I mean, of course you're making progress, right? When you're investing that much money in yourself, but ending up right where I started for the most part until I started working with people who really understand this last point. So, the last point is this regulation. So, we have revisit, rewire, and regulate. And another way to explain regulate is this integration process. You might hear me talk about integration. But what happens is we have profound experiences, we do the inner child work, we reprogram the mind, and then we go off to regular life, to regular programming. And the universe is going to send you, universe, God, whatever you believe in, is going to send you these opportunities, these opportunities to actually utilize what you've now learned that's new. And so it's all fucking fun and games until something triggering happens, right? It's all fun and games. You're like, yes, I'm a new version of myself until you get an unexpected bill or until something happens to your kid and it's really stressful or until like somebody breaks up with you, right? It's like everything is fine and dandy and we're reprogramming and we're having fun with it until something bad happens. And then you can't fucking regulate you go back to the same goddamn story. I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. I'm going to be rejected. Everybody abandons me. Oh my gosh, I'm humiliating. <laughs> like, like I could go on forever, right? And as long as you keep telling yourself the same story, you are going to continue to manifest those same experiences. And so in this regulation process, what this does, and this is really best done in a program with a coach. Like you can do this on your own for sure. It just takes intention and it takes a very strong mind to do it because personally, I need a coach to help me do it. So I'm not <laughs> going to sit here and try and like teach you all how to do it on your own when I I can't do it on my own. I mean, I can in some cases and if you've listened to I guess it would be the previous podcast on my TED Talk and how I manifested that, a lot of how I manifested that and how it came through was Me regulating myself in that moment. And of course I had help from my mentors, but you know, when you get that rejection, do you go back to the old story or do you go, this or something better? Because I'm already at the value of like it's already mine. If I desire a TED talk, if I desire a million dollars, if I desire a loving relationship and this one doesn't work out, it's like, thank God, because something even better, more aligned is mine. But when you're in the moment, it's not that fucking easy. So the regulation process is also what I call integration. Well, no, lots of people call it integration. I call it regulate. Integration is the space fucking in between. So an example is like after my event, I integrated for more than a week where I was sleeping 12 hours. I went to bed at like 7.30, 8 o'clock. I couldn't really spend time with my kids. I wanted nothing to do with my husband. And I felt heavy in my body. I couldn't stop eating. It was like just this really ugly process. And it doesn't have to be that way. I was just resistant to rest, resting. But as soon as I actually sat in and rested and I realized like it's safe for me to watch TV in the middle of the day on a Friday, It's safe for me to eat these foods that I don't normally eat. It's safe for me to do this. It's safe for me to do that. It's safe for me to like hand off my kids to my husband for a little while, right? Like when you actually change things, I'll give you another example. I've never in my life raked leaves ever. On the weekend, I was like, huh, I think I'm going to rake the leaves. Like I got this like little hit, but then I was like, whoa, wait a second. I hate the cold and it's freezing outside. And like, I have all these other things to do, but In the integration process, it's really about hearing those intuitive hits and following them. It's also about being able to release the trigger when it happens. So when I went and raked the leaves, I did something different for my nervous system. And from there, the nervous system was like, oh, shit, this bitch is serious. (laughs) Like, Oh, shit. It's time to change because she's changed, right? So now we have to change. And so that's one positive way that you can integrate or regulate, but more often and more what I'm talking about here with the regulation, the resiliency is when these triggers come up, are you going back to the old story or do we know how to release that trauma from the body in that moment? And this is when we're using somatic therapy. We're like physically getting it out of the body. We're using things like EFT tapping. We're using things like coaching. So when a client of mine feels triggered or when they like overeaten, And they've done so well. And they're like, I can't believe I've done this. And they just like pour it out. I'm like, thank God. My reaction every time is, thank goodness this happened. I love it when my clients overeat because now we fucking have something to work with. If everything is easy, everything is easy. Nothing changes. We don't grow. It's in this challenge that we actually can summon the fucking confidence to be the person that we want to be. And we literally cannot change if things feel good all the time. The universe has to send us things through adversity because if things feel good, we don't need to change. So it's through this adversity that allows us to make the changes that we need to to move forward. And it's hard to do that when you don't have somebody to point that out for you because it's very easy to tell yourself the same old story because that's the same old story that's kept you safe. Even though it doesn't feel good, it is a coping mechanism and it is a survival thing. It's so much safer for you to tell yourself, like, nobody loves me. I'm going to be rejected than it is for you to be like, oh, my God, this is amazing that this guy dumped me because I'm destined for something better. That's not the natural story because your brain is wired for safety. And it feels like a threat to survival when these things happen to us that ignite those those wounds, those core wounds, right? So how we do this in my program so this is like you know if you're in mfm for emotional eating and weight loss like we offer 24-hour support like we're not in there 24 hours but there is a system there is a group it's on slack but and in that group you can message anytime and you even just getting it out of your head and not keeping it in is a part of that releasing therapy right and all of the community is going to respond and that's how you're that's one of the ways you're going to work through it right and so This is also why therapy doesn't always work. And I know I've had a therapist on the podcast and she said the same thing. That's why she stopped doing therapy and moved to coaching because, you know, you can be available for clients in this way and you can create communities like this that allow for right now support and allow the client to get it out into the world rather than holding it in because so many of these disorders Thrive on shame. And the more that you hold it in and you think there's something wrong with you and you hide it from other people, the more you're going to do it. Okay. Whew. I hope you guys got a lot from that. I feel like I just channeled something from the higher self. But ultimately, the system is revisit. We're revisiting the old shit. We're revisiting the actual experience that created the trauma in the body. Then from there, once we revisit, we can reprogram, and we're using reprogramming tools. After we reprogram, we're waiting for the opportunity to change. We're waiting for that trigger, or we're forcing ourselves to do something different. And in that way, when we do something completely different in this integration space, it has to happen after reprogramming. In this integration space, after an experience, there's going to be integration. When we do something different, the brain changes. It's like, oh. This bitch is leveling up. Okay. And then obviously, if you want to just fucking hijack this whole system and have a one time experience that will change your life, you do psychedelics and you do it safely and you do it facilitated. Okay. Because obviously, I did, there's lots of people who do psychedelics all the time and they still continue to be the person that they are. Like, you, this is not something where it's like, oh, I'm going to drop acid with a couple of friends in a forest like I did when I was a kid and have an entirely different brain the next day. It has to be done with intention. It has to be done with release, like with trauma release. And it has to be done with facilitator who knows what they're doing. And that is exactly what we're doing in Joshua tree on the very first week of June. And so if you're listening to this and there are still tickets available, I know at this point we only have four. So realistically there might not be, but you know, may as well shoot your shot. Let us know if you're interested in doing a 5-day experience. Like I there's not I can't I can't even talk about this enough because there's no way I can do it justice, but you know, this is a 5-day all-inclusive thing. So everything is included except for your flights. And there's going to be a shaman, a facilitator on site. We're doing daily somatic release daily movement, a private chef who is literally cooking for people's specific body types and like helping with the detox process. So this is like a, you enter one person and you come out the other side, a completely different person. This whole experience is about releasing trauma, letting go and rebirthing yourself into a brand new person. It's also about like connecting to a higher part of you and having a spiritual awakening and I'm so fucking excited. (laughs) I can't wait. All the people who have signed up so far are also my favorite people ever. So (laughs) it's going to be like me hanging out with my friends in the desert, tripping balls. Just kidding. But, uh, it's going to be really profound and I'm very excited about it. And I think we have, when I'm recording this, we have four spots left. So if that is still true, shoot your shot. Okay. My friends, let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know where you are in the process of revisit, rewire, or regulate. Have you heard about this before? Are you doing something already? I'd love to know where you guys are at because it also helps me to be able to create podcasts that are in line with what you wanna hear. Okay, if you like this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe, and I'll see you all on another episode of the Head to Heal Podcast. Bye.